Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Here's a newsflash for you fans of the New York football giants and also for those of you in the media who cover the New York football giants. Daniel Jones is your franchise quarterback of the Big Blue. That's right, Daniel Jones. Make no mistake about it. You can take it to the bank. Dan is the man, period. So like I said, listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And believe me, folks, I am not saying this just because the Giants beat the Carolina Panthers uh, on Sunday, 25 to 3. No, 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 no. I'm That is not the reason. The reason I'm saying that because I think it's time that it's needed to be said and in all honesty, it's a lot easier for me to say that emphatically after a win than after a loss. But I'm I'm telling you flat out, anybody who would have spoken to me last week or the last two weeks after two lousy losses, you know, to the Cowboys and then to the Rams at home, which was ugly, I would have said the same thing. I would have said the same thing because Daniel Jones is the franchise quarterback of the New York football giants now. I mean, right now with the teams two and five record with the team being tied with two other teams at two and five in the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, the Washington football team. Yes. Two and five. He's the franchise quarterback. He's the franchise quarterback for now, and he's the franchise quarterback for the future. And I don't know, you know, you've heard this said before, New York is the greatest place in the world to win, but boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it surely does suck when you lose in New York. And, you know, from the time Daniel Jones became the quarterback of the Giants, to right now, it has been nothing but being under a microscope, nitpicking at every move he makes. I mean, if the guy passes wind, that's right, if he farts, it's a big, it's it's a story. It's the end of the world. But in, in all seriousness, Daniel Jones... Well, you know, let's just talk about today. Daniel Jones exemplified against the Carolina Panthers in their 25-3 win. He exemplified everything that he is. First of all, he's as tough as nails. Tough as nails. He's tough just like his predecessor, Eli Manning, was tough. He's tough physically and he's tough mentally. And the media can take all the shots they want of Daniel Jones and they just, they don't, they don't pierce his skin. Trust me, Daniel Jones is a lot tougher than the media. Daniel Jones is tough mental, mentally, 
and physically. He can run, he can throw, and he even showed today that he can catch when he extended his six five, six foot five frame on a razzle dazzle play to make a great fingertip catch on a pass from Dante Pettis. I mean, Daniel Jones, the, the criticism that comes, not, not just to Daniel Jones, and again, I'm not waving big blue pom-poms here. Again, I'm not working for the New York Football Giants Chamber of Commerce. But let's be reasonable. I mean, last week, Daniel Jones had a lousy game. Like a lot of people on a Giants had a lousy game. He threw three interceptions and he had a fumble. Okay, that's four turnovers. That's not winning football. Subsequently, they lost. But that wasn't the only reason they lost. Defense played lousy. A lot of guys played lousy. But you, you know why the Giants are having trouble? And I don't know if it's Murphy's Law, like what can go wrong, will go wrong for them. I have never seen a team decimated by injuries like this Giants team this particular year. I mean, we, we went through, the Giants went through something last year when you lose your star running back with a career, not a career-ending injury. It could have been a career-ending injury. Saquon Barkley goes down in the second game of the season. Okay, but let's let's see. I mean, Daniel Jones. He never has all his full complement of uh, of his arsenal. Now today he didn't have Saquon Barkley, his star running back. Today he didn't have um, Sterling Shepard. He didn't have Kenny Galladay. He didn't have Kadarius Tony. Those aren't just. Four skill position players. Those are four star players on the team. All four star players. The Dallas Cowboys, what, are five and one in the NFC East in first place? Looking very good. I'm the first one to admit it. Looking very good. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, Dak. Dak's having a great season at quarterback. Dak Prescott, great season at quarterback. Take Zeke Elliott, his running back. Take C.D. Lamb, his one of his wide receivers. Take Amari Cooper, another of his wide receivers. Take those three studs out of the lineup. Take those three studs out of the lineup, and you tell me how the Dallas Cowboys are going to do. Oh, and by the way, I didn't mention today, not only did he not have, uh, you know, uh, Galladay and Tony and Shepard and Saquon out of the lineup, he also had his best offensive lineman to protect him, Andrew Thomas, not in the lineup, who's now out for like three games. Anyway, a minimum. And again, Daniel Jones does not make excuses. I am not making excuses. Joe Judge will not make excuses. But let's be reasonable. Let's be reasonable. And when I say be reasonable, I'm not just talking reasonable about Daniel Jones. But even though he's the major theme today. It's let's be reasonable to the Giants. 
You know, I sat down as I do every week uh, when, when a Giants game is on Fox. You know, I do the pregame show uh, for the Giants on, on Channel 9. My nine in New York. And, um, you know, I sit down with Joe Judge each week. And, and I asked Joe, you know, I says, Joe, you know, you always put it on yourself. And he said it again this week to, to everybody in the media. But he's always putting it on. He's always saying, I and we have to do a better job coaching to put these guys in a better position to win. And that's what a coach is supposed to say. He doesn't sit and point fingers. He'll never do that even though a lot of the people in the media say what's coach speak. Well, what kind of coach is going to, for lack of a better term, piss on his players publicly? Publicly, You want to criticize your player, you sit down. Now, yeah, it might be juicy for us in the media to, to, to hear that, but I'm not going to criticize a guy for not telling me that. You sit down with a guy man to man and you go over it. But anyway, so I asked him, I said, in all fairness to you, Joe, you're always saying we have to put the guys in a better position to win. We have to do a better job coaching, put them in a position to win. But I said to him, in all fairness to you, and I know you don't like excuses, but how do you put somebody in a better position to win when you don't have your frontline players to do that? I mean, there's a reason guys are starters, and there's a reason guys are backups. You know, that was my way of getting him to say, you know, I, I, was cut, I was cutting him some slack, which when you're playing with a half a deck, you deserve it. But Joe Judge doesn't do that. He won't buy into it. He will steadfastly stick to his guns and say, I'm, it's my responsibility to coach up everybody on the team. And anybody who is on this team, who's made the team, I have confidence in them to do the job, and I expect them to come in and do the job, and it's my job to put them in the best chance to win. Well, you know what? He's the coach, and that's his position. And I get it. But if we in the media are going to be realistic, listen, if a guy stinks... I, I made my bones in this business not being some uh, candy ass afraid to ask a tough question. Not being afraid, I've never been afraid to get in somebody's face. But let's be reasonable. If, if you're asking somebody, if you're going to criticize somebody, let's look at why I'm criticizing and then they'll say, well, we're criticizing the play calling. Let, let's criticize the play calling. Uh, 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 one week they want Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, fired. The next week they want Pat Graham fired. And whether they're saying it flat out or not, believe me, they're throwing it out there. See, today sucks. I, I got to tell you, for a lot of people who cover the Giants, today sucks because the Giants won. So there's nothing negative to write about. I mean, and trust me, as sure as I'm sitting here recording this on Sunday night, 
Trust me, you'll hear some stuff this week. Okay, but let's see what they have next week because next week they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Let's see what they're going to do there. And, and, and let's see just how good they are because they really didn't beat a very good team. Which, by the way, I can, I can, well, it's too late, but I can guarantee this would have happened. I would would have bet my life on it. Who was the quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers? Sam Donald. As you know, Sam Donald was the quarterback of the New York Jets before he was sent packing. Now, Sam Donald, you'll recall, or for maybe some of you who don't recall, the Giants could have picked Sam Donald the year they picked Saquon Barkley. They had the second pick, but they chose Saquon Barkley. And the Jets chose Sam Donald. And I remember, I remember how everybody, you, you know, Sam, you, you know, people were saying, he's going to rue the day, meaning he, Dave Gettleman, the general manager, will rue the day. I remember reading that, uh, that he picked Saquon Barkley 10 years from now or whatever it was when Saquon is Saquon and Donald is still the franchise quarterback of the New York Jets. And then by last year, those people who were saying that were the same people who were saying the Jets should have tanked the season to get Trevor Lawrence. And where is Sam Donald now? Sam Donald is in Carolina. And I can guarantee you this, had Sam Donald won today and the Panthers won today with Sam Donald, the narrative would have been, this is what the Giants missed out on. Instead, they got Daniel Jones, which, by the way, Sam Donald was pulled early in the fourth quarter today. Call it ineptitude, call it not playing well, whatever. He was pulled. But I can guarantee you that the narrative would have been that's what the Giants could have had. And, and you know what? For all the beating that Dave Gettleman takes, and this is his fourth year, for all the beating that Gettleman takes, you're all going to remember this. You're all going to remember this. Well, everybody wants to criticize him. They haven't done this. They criticize, well, what has he built? His offensive line? His uh, Listen, the offensive line was really being rebuilt last year. They had three rookies at one time starting. They had a first-year center who was a third-year player in, 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 in Nick Gates at center. Shit happens like bad injuries happen. Like Nick Gates has a badly broken leg early in his season. Done. Like Shane Lemieux has not played. Like Andrew Thomas is now out. They've had like, I don't know, it's the, the fifth or sixth switch on the offensive line. Again, you don't like making excuses, but if you're going to say what a guy hasn't built or what they haven't done, show me. Injuries are part of it. Injuries are part of the equation, a big part. But his legacy will be tied to giving the Giants their franchise quarterback in Daniel Jones. And, and remember, folks, there is no more important position in all of sports than quarterback. Quarterback.
No more important position. He's touching a ball on every play. Well, except kickoffs. You know what I'm talking about. Every play from scrimmage, he's touching a ball. He's the guy. He's the leader. That's why he gets the big money, and that's why he gets the heat. And Daniel Jones is a very big boy. He, he wears big boy pants and big boy undies. And he can take the heat. He can take it plenty. But he's as tough as nails and has shown his ability. When he was drafted, oh, remember, how the hell can they pick this guy when Dwayne Haskins, the great quarterback from Ohio State, was drafted? It, 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 what was he? What was Haskins drafted? 16, 17, whatever the hell it was? Well, you know what? What was it, last year Haskins was let go? He was let go by Washington. You know where he is now? You know where he is now? He's with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He doesn't even get to wear a helmet on Sundays. He doesn't dress. Where are all, all those critics now? All those people who 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 continually say, "Well, you know, is Daniel Jones? He's got to do better." Yeah, he's got to do better. You know what? He can do a lot better when he's got everybody healthy. This the same people, the very same people, were critical. You know the last five or so years of Eli's career, very critical of the Giants for not giving Eli more protection, for not giving Eli Manning more tools. Well, this year Daniel was given the tools, and very good tools they are. Galladay is a frontline player, and Kadarius Tony is a stud. This guy is a big-time young man, is a big-time playmaker. Big-time playmaker. I'm, I'm, listen, the Dante Harris's, the, the uh, John Ross's, they're all nice players, but to me, you know, there's a reason why the other guys start. Why the other guys are the frontline players? Because they're the better players. Okay? They're the better players. And when they're not in the lineup, that hurts. But the constant questions about e, um, see, Eli, the constant questions about Daniel Jones, they really need to be put to rest. Because barring Barring some unfortunate, God forbid, injury. Barring some very, uh, very unfortunate injury. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback for the Giants for a very long time. Very long time. And for good reason. He's that good. He, he's, I mean, he's got all the tools. He could run, he could throw. He's big, he's six foot five, he's strong, he can take the heat, as I said, 
both physically and mentally. Really? I mean, the young man is the entire package. Now, if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. But I'm telling... And, and you know, by the way, here's another thing. There was a, tons of talk this week. First of all, uh, uh, you know, and I touched on it uh, last week. Um, Leonard Williams, big number 99. Leonard Williams was asked about the booing. And he said he doesn't like being booed. He didn't say fans are assholes for booing. He says, I don't think it's right. You shouldn't boo. That was his opinion. He gave an honest opinion. So because he gave an honest opinion, like he's a wimpy guy, you know, I'd said this before. I mean, Leonard Williams is a man's man, both in size, stature, and the way he carries himself. He gave an answer. I sat down this week with um, Dexter Lawrence, Big Dex. Dex said the same thing. Nah, I don't like being booed. I don't think it's right. Okay. Now, fans want to boo? God bless. That's on you to boo. But the constant questions about the booing, which that stuff, that was a theme all week at the Giants because I was there every day and that was the questioning. And it was even going on today about, you know, the fans. You know, people were asking, you still want to play here? Do you like playing in front of fans when they're booing you? Does it motivate you, this and that? Nobody likes being booed, especially at home. But to the players' credit, they all say it's our job to give them something to cheer about. But the media, and I'm telling you, this has been a constant. The media talks about the fans are getting restless. They talk about the fans are getting restless. The, The Giants have to do something to give the fans, to make the fans want to cheer you. Well, to a point, that's right. But you know why the fans get restless as much or more so than anything? And I know this is going to piss some people off because the, the, the media continuously, it, it's not just a one-day article. It's day. It was day after day after day this week. The theme was the media, the fans. The, excuse, not the media, the fans. The fans, the fans. And listen, You can't, listen, when people start talking about the fans, if you want to go against that, it's a losing fight. If fans want to boo, God bless you, boo. That's up to you. But don't be twisted just because the media has an agenda. And a lot of this media does have an agenda. Believe me, they like seeing a coach squirm. They like seeing a general manager squirm. And they love feeling that they have the power to make them squirm. I've seen it. I have seen it. And I continue to see it. Daniel Jones doesn't squirm. Quite frankly, for a young coach, a young head coach, I think he's 39 years old, Joe Judge, Joe Judge does not squirm. So this business, yeah, Giants want their fans. Owner John Mara wants their fans. Steve Tisch, John Tisch, they all want their fans there. And to get them there is to make them happy by winning and giving them good football. 
but don't always say, members of the media, don't always say the fans feel this way. It, it's, it's very easy to take a shot of a fan looking miserable. You, you can spin things any which way you want. And I'm not going to say the fans were happy the last couple of weeks, and they certainly weren't happy last week. But don't just put it on the fans as if the fans are just calling you up to write about it and to talk about it, whether it's on the radio or in print or on TV or what have you. No, it's not just, it's, it's not, it doesn't go that way. Because I stood there, I, I listened to questions one after another after another, asking Joe Judge, what about playing in front of these fans? You, you know, how does it affect you? Uh, to, do you still like, ask a player, do you still like playing in front of the home f- fans or would you rather play on the road? Wh- where is that going? What do you want a player or a coach to say? Nah, I'd rather be on the road. F the fans here. Oh, that would be a great headline. And that's what they're looking for. But the Giants haven't bitten on that and they bit back today the best way possible by coming up with the best possible solution, a win. Winning tends to uh, solve a lot of problems. But I will finish by saying what I said the way I started. Make no mistake about it, Dan is the man. That being one Daniel Jones, he is the franchise quarterback for the New York football giants now and for the future. And that, my friends, is now a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you, so let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also check out my website at russsalzberg.com. want to thank my home here at Believe.com, though, because as you know, folks, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all... I want to thank you, the people out there, as I always do, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.